This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's the Volunteer Hotspot, proudly supported by Bakehouse on Bond. Well, this time every Friday we have an opportunity to talk with people who are engaged in volunteering in our communities, talk about the organisations that are powered by volunteers. And it's my special pleasure today to introduce Moira Parker to the programme. Moira has had her efforts for volunteering recognised very recently at the Volunteer South Volunteer Awards uh, as the leader of volunteering um, and uh, also with uh, her efforts with Taika Peninsula conservation groups, all sorts of things that have been part of Moira's life for some time now. Moira, um, thank you so much for taking some time to join us here on ORI FM. That's fine. Hello. Moira, um, first of all, congratulations on those awards that you received at the... Uh, recent volunteer awards. Uh, nice to be recognised in that way. Well, it was very surprising. I was a bit shocked um, at the occasion. It was a lovely occasion, I have to say, that Volunteer South put it on with SBS and other sponsors. Uh, really inspiring to see so many people there. It was a great morning, actually. Your, but I was surprised. <laughs> your volunteering efforts go some way back. Can you remember when and why you first got engaged with volunteering? Um, I've lived on the peninsula for quite a long time. Always had um, an interest in plants um, and interested to get to know New Zealand plants. Certainly, uh, it was soon became obvious that there were places where New Zealand, where bush on the Otago Peninsula, it wasn't going to last forever because areas of small areas of forest that were being grazed by stock, when the old trees die, no young trees coming on to replace them. So that was one of my earliest interests uh, was working with stock that saved the Otago Peninsula, working with landowners. Perhaps uh, stock would raise the money for the fencing materials. Several of these areas were covenanted by uh, either the two two Conservation Trust or um, DOC covenants, which means they're then protected in perpetuity. So that would have been one of my first um, forays into conservation. And there have been many since. Um, 41 years, I believe, of volunteering, if that's right. Uh, all of a similar kind of focus, would you say? I'd say always outdoors, because I like being outdoors. Always certainly involved uh, involved with wildlife, or and of course plants are the basis for our wildlife. Um, always involved in trying to make things better for our natural world, I guess. The Otago Peninsula is a pretty special place and a lot of your work has been focused around that, right? Oh, certainly. Uh, when a small group got together and started talking about maybe eradicating possums from the Otago Peninsula, I felt I would love to be part of that. Um, at the time, my husband and I had a, a sort of 30-odd acre bush block and we, we trapped 70 possums in our first year, and after that it would be 40 every year. And if we put more time into it, we, we would have caught more. So 
it was clear that, you know, possums were doing a lot of damage. They damaged the plants, but they're also eating the fruits, the flowers. So in that way, they um, impact on birds and insects as well. Hmm. Working with the Yellow-Eyed Penguin Trust as well with their plant nursery there? Yes, that was... It just seems like um, an area where it will be quite easy to get something started. I mean, I think often volunteer efforts, you start in a small way, just with a small group of interested people. Uh, it's just like having a trial or a pilot, really, rather than something, you know, grand with uh, you know, all the vision statements and things. And we certainly wanted to uh, improve yellow-eyed penguin habitat on the peninsula, collecting seeds, uh, growing our own plants. A volunteer group built a shade house. The first yellow-eyed penguin trust plant nursery was on land belonging to the Methodist Mission. Uh, that land is now covered with houses. Uh, we moved on there to a local farmer's paddock. He was happy for us to establish our plant nursery there. Uh, and then it even moved next door, actually, to one of the four Dunedin sewage treatment stations that initially discharged semi-treated sewage into the harbour. But once uh, the big treatment station was built at Lawyer's Head, these uh, treatment stations, you know, became defunct. And uh, so an, ar an arrangement was made with the GCC for us to use that land, which was ideal. And the nice thing is that that plant nursery is still going strong um, under now a paid nursery manager, but something that started quite small back in probably the late 80s is still going strong. Maura, you've been at this long enough now to be a witness to the changes that have taken place as a consequence of not only your efforts, but of course many other people who have been working alongside you and with other groups along the way. How would you describe um, the the impacts of the volunteer efforts so far? As well as what has been achieved with something like a plant nursery or people out there trapping possums, I think there's a lot more awareness now that we do need to intervene in areas. Otherwise, some things will just go downhill. You know, if you don't try and reduce possum numbers, the possums will simply, possum population will just keep growing and growing. Um, I'm sure there's more awareness now. And I think as a result of Reducing possums on the peninsula and the Otago Peninsula Biodiversity Group has removed just over 22,000, which is a huge number. A lot of people are saying, I'm seeing more bellbirds. I've seen a tui for the first time and I'm born and bred on the peninsula. I've never seen a tui at my place. The links are being made between um, some of the pest animals, the problems that they've been causing and that we need to do something about it. Well, fantastic to hear that uh, the people are noticing uh, a change. And, of course, it's ongoing work, isn't it, Moira? What uh, currently is occupying your time? 
I think they've moved on from pest animals to pest plants. Um, Stop has always been interested or worked to try and remove some of the few pest plants which have been expanding their range on the Otago Peninsula. One of them is banana passion fruit, which people will be quite familiar with, very pretty pink flowers. Another is Darwin's Barberry in flower now, bright orange flowers. Um, another plant called Bomaria. All colourful flowers, all garden plants originally, but many spread by birds, therefore they don't just stay in the gardens, they get out into the wild. And they can really threaten our bush remnants. Uh, banana passion fruit scrambles up into the canopy, gets quite high, doesn't lose its leaves in the winter, so it simply blocks out the light from the trees underneath it. But as well as that, um, those lovely orange juicy fruits, they are a food source for possums and for rats. So the two kind of go together, pest plants and pest animals. Uh, so, sorry. Yola, how, okay. how, how large is that task uh, when we're talking about weeds? You know, the group that you're um, connected with now, SWAT, Seek Weeds and Terminate, which is, I think is a fantastic name. Uh, you know, how big is the task ahead? We've been going for two years. We've probably clocked up something like 2,400 volunteer hours. And that's just our Friday mornings when we're working as a group. But individuals go off, you know, on their own, on a tangent. They might see something on the roadside or they know something's there in the neighbours. They talk to the neighbours. So it expands as well. I think we're really making an impact. Uh, Darwin's Barbary, we're trying to contain this. We don't want it popping up in isolated places like, like Boulder Beach and Sandfly Bay. So therefore we're controlling it on um, property around Pukehiki. And I have to acknowledge landowners uh, in terms of access. You know, people are very happy to give us access. We were obviously working around lambing and um, stock, but um, I'm grateful for that. Um, yeah. A pretty physical work, I imagine, Moira. <laughs> oh, yes, it's a good workout. Uh sometimes more demanding than others. None of us are very keen on following banana passion fruit vines through gorse. <laughs> That's not fun. But then, you know, the property owner might come along and use the chainsaw and make some tracks through the gorse, and that makes it easier. Other places, maybe in Karnaka Forest, it's quite easy to trace those vines back to the ground, and that's what you have to do, right back to the ground. You might be able to dig it out, but often these vines have big roots, and it's a question of cutting off at ground level and then a small blob of herbicide paste, which will go into the roots. It won't really grow. Moira, how many of you are there currently working on this project on a regular basis? Um, a regular basis is certainly be six, but there could be ten. Um, some people are retired, other people have young families. Um, several of us have our own bush blocks and we have to you know, spend a bit of time on those. But it is quite surprising how doing it on a very regular basis you really start to make inroads, actually. Mm, we're doing well. But more, 
small people are always welcome. We have um, a an email address which is swatweeds at gmail dot com. So if there's anyone out there who'd like to come out on a Friday morning, we can provide the tools. You don't have to use herbicide. Often it's a question of simply tra- tracking that vine down to the base. Um, we'd be very pleased to see you. So do get in touch. Are you also maintaining your contact with the Otago Peninsula Biodiversity Group? Oh, definitely, yes. Um, we have some of those tra- clever trap cameras on our property, which we would have out. Because possums are now at such low numbers, they're not easy to detect. You know, we don't see the possum poo around anymore or notice that a tree has been sort of ravaged by possums. But the cameras are a very good way of seeing what's moving around at night. So that would probably be the way that we contribute now. And in a general sense, um, even those who haven't been out making regular contributions as volunteers for some of the larger projects, it's very much more about people who are resident on the peninsula and uh, you know taking care of their own backyards, being vigilant, putting in possum traps and so forth, so that it's it's a very much a wider community effort. It certainly is, and because possums are down to much lower levels now, it, the job is harder. Um, there are possums out there that are never going to put their head in a trap. Uh, so there are new tools coming on board, different traps. But um, sometimes it's a question of shooting. You know, maybe there's a possum that won't even walk into a cage trap, you know, despite the lovely juicy apple there to try and entice it in. They're not going to go. Uh, thermal, uh, thermal cameras, shooting I think one of the important things perhaps is access, you know, so that a trap can be put on a property. Somebody from the biodiversity group would uh, come and, you know, check it. So that's probably one of the key things now is getting access onto anywhere that there might be a possum hiding out. So if anyone's got any questions about any of that, uh, the Otago Peninsula Biodiversity Group would love to hear from you. They're easy to find online. Just get in touch, ask some questions, make yourself known. And if you've got some volunteer uh, time available, I'm sure they'd love to hear from you. As Moira has said, also uh, the SWAT team, the Seek Weeds and Terminate team. Um, Moira, before we close, uh, you know, you're in a good position to talk about... Um, the other benefits of volunteering, um, say, for example, the social benefits of it, you will have made some great connections over the years, I imagine. I certainly have. Um, when I had, well, when we had children at Portobello School, you were, you knew a lot of people in the community, you know, as parents. I think then working in town, I sort of lost quite a bit of that contact with the peninsula. Now I feel I'm... Um, right back, part of the peninsula, uh, working with residents, meeting residents who've got pest plants on their property, also the access area, you know, getting in touch with somebody, would you mind if our group came on a Friday morning because you have some Darwin's Barbary here? But um, it's a a good social uh, group as well. People are sharing information. One or two people in the SWAT team 
are good on the botany. Other people come along and, hey, they never realised there were mistletoes or this tree was a meadow or things like that. So that's nice. We always, we make a point, we always have morning tea. There's always home baking. So um, <laughs> I won't say people just come for the home baking. But, you know, that is a, an important part of what we do. And one um, one of our members who is doing a, uh, a science communication um, degree, she um, made a lovely video actually about swat and banana passion fruit, which was really nice. So it, it can expand in unexpected ways. Indeed. I suppose is what I'm saying. Mm. Maura, just remind us of that contact email address if people want to get in touch with the SWAT team. It's SWAT, that's, I think, capitals, S-W-A-T, weeds, at gmail.com. Maura Parker, recent uh, recipient of the overall award for Spirit of Volunteering at the Volunteer Awards as well as the Leader of Volunteers Award. It's been a great pleasure to take some time to talk with you this morning. Thank you so much for your contribution to uh, important uh, projects over the years and, and your continuing work as well. It's uh, it's certainly, uh, I think, appreciated and it's great that the community got a chance to say thank you, thank you directly to you recently. Appreciate the time you've taken to join us here on ORFM. Thank you very much, Jeff. Nice to talk to you. Bye. Bakehouse on Bond is the bakery for all your snack and lunchtime needs. We are in two great locations in Dunedin, the main bakery in Bond Street and our new store at 138 George Street, next to Westpac. Got a fundraiser or catered event coming up? Check out our website, bakehouseonbond.com, for details. Bakehouse on Bond, proud supporters of the Volunteer South Hotspot. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.